0: Back to Carpet Talk. Um, I am joined by a slice of cheese pizza, not a beverage. You know the rules and you break them every single time. I'm out of beverage and I had pizza.
1: Anyway, welcome back. Um, this is our last episode of this season. Woo! I
0: mean, sad. <laughs> Ooh.
1: It's bittersweet because... Quite honestly, like, when we started in January, I don't think we had any idea about what we were doing, and now we kind of have
0: some kind of uh Now we schedule? Um, have slightly more of an idea of what we're doing. <laughs> we went from, like, negative four to, like, three. Four. On a scale of one to ten.
1: Oh, I was going to give us a solid four, but okay. Sure.
0: Three, four. Was there. I don't really think there's that much of a difference, but, like, that's okay. All right. Whatever. <laughs>
1: Well, we still have Corinne with us. She's giving us a lot of peace signs right now, and she's waving she is, to all is, of you. She's
0: saying peace and love. <laughs> okay.
1: Corinne! This is a fun fact about Corinne. She just found out that she shouldn't brush her curly hair.
0: She just found out that she has curly hair.
1: <laughs> That's not false.
0: Um, so, I get to teach her all about what to do with it. I'm excited.
1: <laughs> oh, she's claiming it's wavy, not curly. curly. <laughs> Corinne, when you have literal corkscrews in on your head, that is a curl. Mm. Corinne, I can literally no, see hair some of that. her hair is wavy. Whatever, whatever. Her hair is wavy. From one straight hair girl to
0: two curly hair girls, whatever.
1: All right, anyway. today's episode.
0: <laughs> today's episode is like a long-awaited one. It's something we have tried for. <laughs> Okay, can we times. just give the
1: really quick story? Please it's do. Funny. Please give the story, okay. guys. Last semester, I had an absolute like worst day ever when my computer decided not to work right before finals, and all of my finals were going to be online, and so I had to drive to the Apple Store and buy a new computer, and it was horrendous. But the I Apple Store like... is an hour away from campus, guys. It was horrendous, and I had to spend like twelve hundred dollars on a new computer and i wanted to cry anyway um
0: emily and, and i we were like let's make
1: use we did get builder bears we got builder bears um for the we're trauma the words, and it was fine it was so much fun um yeah and emily forgot that we were naming them after each other's cars <laughs> <laughs> and we both named
0: so the birth, birth certificates both say Corey, but anyway,
1: anyway anyway um we were like let's make use of the time that we have for this hour drive and to and from the Apple Store. And so we recorded an episode on Progress Rush Perfection, but we didn't realize that clipping a microphone onto a water bottle in a moving car was not a good idea because all you can hear are the tires bumping on the road so you can legitimately hear none of the, like, truth bombs and, like, it's, Holy yeah. Spirit-inspired everything. It was honestly the one of the best. The was, like,
0: screechy and rambled, and we were so <sighs> sad afterwards, but...
1: It was, it was, it was, uh, yeah. There was a lot of mourning going on that day, but we're back and there's a reason we didn't get to record it. Um, So we are revisiting it now and it's going to close out our second um, season and we're really, really excited. So go ahead, Emily, take it away.
0: Yeah, we tried to like re record it and it just didn't come together like at all. So sorry, I'm kicking my dog out of my room right now. She just like burst in. Anyway so the reason we we realized like we weren't able to get it together is because like there was still so much more to learn about it and like to do with it and it once again became like a huge trend of it once again became like a huge trend of um our summer and all of that so
1: yeah um I think one of the things that Emily and I, like our friendship, I can hear dog feet. It's so funny, guys. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh, she smelled the pizza and <laughs> keep running in. I'm
1: so sorry. Um, something Emily and I talk about a lot um, is this idea of perfectionism. Um, and speaking from one perfectionist to a semi-perfectionist, It really isn't a very Christian thing to do. Um, It's not a very (laughs) Catholic thing to do. And it really does lead us into just a lot of lies about ourselves and lies about our lives um, that shouldn't be there in the first place. And you would think, right, first thing I asked Emily when we recorded this episode a few months ago was, how do you reconcile the idea of being perfect, like your Heavenly Father is perfect, and not actually being able to be perfect as a human being. Um, and so I'm going to ask you the same question again, then because I thought your explanation was really, really good. And I think that that's a good starting point
0: for this episode. It's definitely changed over the last couple of months. Um, the answer that I gave way back then was like, speaking from this place of um, a wisdom I wanted to have versus I think an exp- like a, a developed experience that I've since had. Where I'd said that, like, our Christ's call for us to be perfect is an invitation to be like God. Um, It's an invitation to be the true image and likeness of God that we are created to be. Like, God is perfect, and us as images of Him are a reflection of that perfection. And living in a sinful, broken world, we aren't perfect. Um, But we have. The opportunity to be through grace. That this invitation and this call to be perfect, like God is, reminds us that heaven is real and that we are able to be like God one day. Um, I think our walk towards heaven is a perfection of ourselves along the way, but it takes the progression to get to the perfection. Like we will never see perfection this side of heaven. And for a lot of people that's like one of the most heartbreaking things but it's like when you understand what heaven is and when you understand what it is that we're striving towards it puts everything in place and like it's not a pressure on us to be perfect but it's an invitation to the truth beauty goodness that we will behold one day in the perfection of heaven like when he says be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect it's a call to you know reflect the goodness of god but It's a call to heaven. It's an invitation into heaven.
1: Yeah, that was really good. (laughs) Matured a lot. I'm proud of you. Thank you. It's character Um, development. (laughs) Yeah. um, In the last few months since failing this episode, um, (laughs) (laughs) my perfectionist complex has definitely been called out. Um, I don't know if Emily would call herself a perfectionist the way. We know, I very much am. I am <laughs> like literally I'm a nut job sometimes.
0: I think everybody um, has a streak of it in them. Like we all have that streak yeah. of perfectionism and it's just a warpedness of the call to holiness.
1: Right, right. Um yeah, I can tell you for a fact that my um my streak of perfectionism definitely comes in when it comes to my work and um my day-to-day activities like I just you know I have a way of wanting to do something and I have a striving for doing it as well as I can and in that I rely on myself too much Mm -hmm. and this summer I'm gonna go back to the priest um that's at my parish because (laughs) he has literally just called like sometimes I feel like he writes homilies just to call me out um (laughs) I'm gonna be really honest uh he talks about virtue all the time I know I've mentioned that a few times um But I was recently just talking to him and he was telling me, he was like, Kaylee, the reason that the virtues are so important and the reason that the church focuses on the virtues, right? It's because here on earth, like you have the ability to grow in virtue. but You also have the ability to grow in vice. Once you have died, like those are fixed and there's nothing you can do to increase or decrease them. Um, And the amount of virtue that you have perfected in yourself to your human ability The amount of time you have put in to, you know, cultivating a virtue, having a virtue be a part of your life, um, that will be reflected in heaven. And some of us will be more glorified in heaven than others. And it's not going to be a competition. It's not going to be me looking at you and being like, wow, you shine brighter than I am because we're all going to be filled to the capacity that we can be filled, um, and he always uses the analogy of a balloon, right? Like when you blow a balloon up, it gets bigger and bigger. And that's the amount of grace that your life can hold. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's God blowing that grace into you, but it's you being willing to hold the grace and sustain the grace. And he was telling me, he was like, you know, cause I, I, I mentioned my perfectionist complex and he was like, we all have one. We're supposed to have one. We're supposed to want perfection because the things that our souls were made for are perfect things. The mm-hmm. virtues, Are perfect things, meekness, you know, charity, hope, faith, like those are perfect things. Um, And our human brokenness makes it so that we can't have them fully until we are in heaven. Um, But the, the the fact that we are human means that we can grow in them. There's not an animal on the face of this planet that can grow in the virtue of hope because he doesn't have the intellect. He doesn't have the will that we do. Um, And so, when I asked him about that, that verse in scriptures, he was saying, like, that is Jesus calling us out and saying, like, you can be like your heavenly Mm -hmm. father. Like you have the ability to be perfected in certain things, as long as you, you allow grace into your life to have those virtues, to have um, those vices removed from you. And that changed my perspective of what a perfectionist means, you know, virtue being the, the extent to which humans can be perfect then sure like a perfectionist complex a healthy one can exist but when our focus is on me 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 right like how can i do this how can i instead of saying like jesus where are you calling me to go like jesus where are you asking me to decrease and you to increase
0: um yeah yeah i think it i like how you started talking about like the the self-dependence and the self-reliance that a perfectionist is it's like it's everything falls on me to make this right to make this perfect um and there's a difference between like understanding the perfection that we are made for and striving for that because that is the Christian life that is a good thing um that's beautiful that we're made for perfect things and so we have this you know natural inclination towards them that's good but like when it becomes a you know earthly things are perfect that treats earth like our end that treats this life like our end um and it's not it's we were made for it only as a way to get us back to god like um one of the true one of the saint Teresa's says the world is our ship not our home one of the saint it's either theresa Lisieux or avala or one there's one of the t's oh um, okay like the world is our ship not our home and so like it's good but it doesn't need to be perfect we have this like need to want to make everything perfect but like it it only needs to get us to heaven um and so like we were talking about how like this this faithfulness and like perfectionist are not compatible things um but it's like it's it's only because a contradictory thing to be like striving for the perfection of um perfection according to our own standards versus perfection according to god's standards um, and like you can't be striving for sainthood and striving for excellence and virtue and all these holy things while still, um, holding on to our own idea of them and our own idea of the way that things ought to be, because that puts us in God's seat.
1: Yeah, I, um, I think this summer has been a big shift for me. I don't think I've ever asked the Lord to show me his contemplative side, right? Like the side of him that he had in the garden and the kind of time he spent when he was by himself. But that was just an invitation this summer to like start praying with the Lord in his contemplative side. And I've realized how much um, emphasis we have put on the exterior and how much we've forgotten the interior. Hmm. Um, And just in that kind of shift of speaking to the Lord, Not so much of things that how they look exteriorly, but how they look interiorly has changed the way I think my life has been lived in the last few months. Because if we think about it, like our body is a reflection of our soul, right? Like our body Mm -hmm. is the perfect image of what our soul looks like here on earth. It's going to look very different in heaven because it's going to be how it's meant to be. But on this side of heaven here on earth, our body is the best depiction of our soul that it can be, right? Um, and that's a beautiful thing, but it's also a very dangerous thing because because we don't know the glory of heaven and because we don't know the perfection of heaven, we get caught up in what this body here can do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I love working out and Emily and Kern are going to roll their eyes at me, but like, <laughs> like I really love being able to compare how I have been doing last week and what I can do this week. Right. Um, I just recently did a challenge with my sister to see how many burpees you could do in a week. If you're really honest, I was only at like 15 when we started and now I'm at like 35. So that makes me really happy. But in reflecting with my sister about that and kind of like talking to her about the like exterior that we were having, I was wondering like what was the interior disposition of that? Right. Like everything of our bodies reflect something inside. Mm. So what is it that strength on the outside, what is it going on inside? Um, and I couldn't really get anything. I was like, as many burpees as I can do, like what is going to be good on my insides because you know I can do 35 burpees. Um, and that really was a question that kind of struck me of like all these things that we're doing exteriorly, if they're not mirroring something on the inside, are they really worth it? Like if I'm trying to perfect the way you know I drive, is that reflecting anything on the inside? if I'm trying to perfect, um, you know, a grade I get on a test, is that reflecting anything on the inside? Sure, there's there's importance to driving well and testing well. Um, but if I'm putting my value, if I'm putting my, um, my worth in those things of exterior looks that don't reflect anything of my interior, I'm getting stuck in a perfectionism that is toxic. And I'm getting mm-hmm. stuck in a perfectionism that's keeping me from the perfectionism that, has meaning, has purpose, has a driving force behind it rather than just these, you know, fleeting things that when the time comes and my, you know, like my judgment day comes, everything I've done is going to be put before the Lord, right? And if all these things that I perfected on earth, on my exterior, are going to be presented to him, those are going to be the things that fall away. And if those Mm -hmm. outweigh the things that I perfected on my interior life, that's going to be the worst.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's not for the perfection, like the virtuous perfection of ourselves. It's just, it's out of a spirit of competitiveness and it's literally just trying to prove that we're better than the people around us. And it's not for the actual increase of, you know, one's own skill or virtue or strength or excellence. It's literally just trying to prove that like, oh, I'm better than you or "I I deserve a place in this because I can do this. Like, right,
1: And I think Jesus shut that down so fast in the, in the scriptures. You know when the... Uh, I can't remember what two disciples are. They're like, we want to be on your right hand. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was like, John, do you really?
0: And he's like, yeah, if you want to be up here with me, you can, but like you have to drink the cup that I'm going to drink. Yeah. And um, it's drinking the cup that Christ drinks that leads us to the perfection of self. It's, right. it's letting our letting the Lord lead us to um, like the ultimate point of surrender because that's the that's the ultimate display of excellence and virtue is a heart united to God's. And Christ shows us that in the garden. This is not my will, but yours be done. Like that's the cup that he drank. That's the cup that led him to the cross. And that's what he invites us to drink so that we might be perfect as our heavenly father is perfect so that we can sit at his... The right hand one one on the right one on the left whatever like <laughs> so that we can sit with him um like we have to walk the way in order to um i don't know make it
1: yeah well on our podcast about complacency <laughs> it's kind of interesting to think um that you can be a perfectionist and be complacent i think that that's just it sounds like a contradiction but it, it's not it's not really um mm-hmm. And so what would you say to the person who's stuck in the complacency of perfection? Do um, so you would think it's a good thing, right? To try to be perfect. and yeah. try to be good at everything that you do. Um, I would say, like I think in, finish what you're saying.
0: Um, I kind of, Oh, um, Oh shoot. Go ahead. I yeah. lost my train. I would say like in all things <laughs> that when it's really balanced, it can be a good thing. Um, the desire for goodness and the desire to be good, the desire to be perfect usually comes out of a place of, I wanna take care of the people around me or I wanna do good um, for those around me. And that comes from me being the best that I can be. Like our perfectionism usually comes from a good place. Um, It's just our intentions need to be checked. Um, The ways in which we carry out our ways of perfecting ourselves need to be checked if it's at the expense of someone else or something else, like, it's probably not a good thing. It's when you have the good intention of, I want to be excellent for the sake of God or for the sake of people around me or for the sake of bringing good. Like, that's that's a wonderful thing. But when it involves, like, climbing the ladder and tramping on as many people as it takes to get to the top, like, that obviously ain't it. Um, yeah,
1: and I would even add to that in saying that if the things that I'm trying to be perfect in don't remind me of Jesus, mm-hmm. if the things I'm trying to have in my life and do well in my life don't mirror Jesus and don't remind me of him, they're not worthy of being a part of my life because most likely there's a warped sense of something there and that's not going to lead me to heaven. And like we said earlier, like to be perfect like our heavenly father is perfect means we're striving for heaven. We're striving for that place that he has prepared for us. And if that, if in what we're doing, we aren't reminded that we have a place in heaven, that perfection complex is probably leading us the wrong way.
0: Absolutely. We need to be like the virtuous person is somewhere in between a realist and that they see the truth of things. They see the reality of things. They see that Christ has prepared a place for them. And that means it's a gift. That means it doesn't need to be earned or strived for or fought for that the Lord will give us everything that's meant to be ours and then you also have to have the perfectionist streak in you of the striving for more the wanting to be better um, for the sake of the kingdom so, so once
1: again just get to know Jesus
0: Christ and literally, if people would just pray
1: the way the truth in the life really pray. has a way of changing your life
0: yeah I think it's settling down and realizing that not everything falls on you But things require cooperation. Like grace is real. Grace is sufficient. Jesus Christ gives everything that we need to be what he has made us to be, to be what he is inviting us to be. We just need to respond to it in the way that he wants us to and not in the way that we think we should. We need to stop living according to our own standard of perfection and start understanding what God's standard of perfection is.
1: Yes and amen.